I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Card Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always with my two awesome co-hosts, Tyler and Lou. Big episode last week. We got to interview Gary. That was a fun discussion. So if you haven't heard that, feel free to check that out as well. But want to get into this week's episode with a conversation about the NFL. Season's underway here, week three. And I know Lou has a lot on his mind in terms of the card market. So Lou, let's uh, let's just kick it off with you. What's uh, what's going on this week? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pull up numbers as we're talking here, but just as a general thought, I've been taking a look at quarterbacks obviously the last couple weeks uh, and watching how the prices have moved, and you know, it just it's confusing to me. I mean, it, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't because it it doesn't make sense to me that someone like Josh Allen, who he's having a great start to the year, there's no way that Josh Allen is. A, going to win an MVP, B, win a Super Bowl. The Bills are good. They're not even close to the best team in the AFC. There's no chance they're winning the Super Bowl. How Josh Allen's card, how he could be one of two or three quarterbacks in the league whose prices are going up blows my mind, and I'm trying to get some numbers for you guys to pull up, to back it up a little bit, but I, I'm mind blown by that. Between him and Kyler, him and Kyler and Russ are pretty much the only guys going up right now. Lamar, Mahomes, uh, Rodgers are down. And I'm confused by that. Interesting. Yeah, I know ta- uh, Lou and I talked a little bit off off air, but that's just one of the interesting things about the hobby right now. And it's kind of like a, a precursor to like what happened in the basketball market, right? Like we're early on in the season. So many guys are doing well. And I kind of view this as like what happened when COVID like really ramped up the market, right? Like everything went up. So Kawhi was hot. Giannis was hot. Tatum was hot. Luca was hot. Zion was hot. Like everybody's hot. Like LeBron stuff went through the roof. Everybody was hot. But we talked about this before in a previous episode that not everybody can win an NBA championship or an NBA MVP. And it works the same same way for the NFL, right? Like, are you buying Josh Allen to win the Super Bowl or an MVP? At any point, at any point, you would assume in the next two years, three years, Right. And it just so many of these guys sell so well right now for just what they could be. Again, we talk about it a lot with FOMO, right? Like you don't want to miss out on the next Mahomes. So we just buy everybody. You don't like it was Lamar last year. It looks like it could be Kyler or Josh Allen or uh, a couple different guys this year. It looks like Kyler could be that guy. But like great performances early on, their, their stuff really goes up. But are you really expecting them to win an MVP or an, or a, a Super Bowl? And then if not, what's what's their ceiling, right? Like Lou's mentioned it before with Stafford or Philip Rivers. Like those guys, Philip Rivers has sixty thousand career passing yards and four hundred plus career touchdowns. He's almost on par with Monte or Marino in those numbers, and his stuff doesn't sell for a fraction of what these guys sell for. Mm-hmm. So I just, what is your ceiling with those guys? For them to just justify, like Lou, if you're why you're pulling it up, Josh Allen PSA ten Prism Silver is like a pop twenty, sold for four thousand dollars. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, what's the ceiling with that card? 
I mean, the thing is, Rivers, it's like you know what you got, right? It's like if you if you look at the stock market, like investing in in Apple, you know, which plays this interesting because there's still as great as they are, there's still always like the oh. Sure. something innovative could come yeah whereas like something like snowflake which is like a newer kind of hot breakout stock and you look and you're like I you know, no on, idea paper, on, on paper you're like why this doesn't make sense but we very much especially with all that's changing in in the world right now it's like josh allen has philip rivers like been to a super bowl no they went to the afc title game and lost to the patriots twice i think that's his highlight Josh Allen's how many years in and sure. looking yep. good. Sure. And you're starting to see, you know, he's pulling Absolutely. away from Sam, at least in the interim right now. And he's pulling he's the away best quarterback from other guys. In the division. And so, you know, there's, there's still room <laughs> for him. There's still, there's still, he's proving to be a player. Can't deny that. If you're paying attention to Twitter on Sundays, there's, you know, one in every six guys, like I've been saying he might be an MVP candidate. <laughs> there's like, there's still a little bit of room. Whereas like Philip Rivers and the Stafford, same thing. The only room is to win a Super Bowl. Josh Allen makes the, uh, maybe he makes the division title this year, conference title, what have you. You go into next offseason like, okay, they've got a real team. It's almost like the Nuggets right now, right? The Nuggets are in a world where it's Denver. They still have room as a franchise. It's not like that was crash and burn. You know, the Clippers are a little bit more like we got to figure out what's going on. Paul George, like not much more room in Paul George as there is with Jamal Murray. So I think that's what there's a lot of yeah. speculative, speculative buying and why you see those prices where then you compare them to others. And that, again, goes back to portfolio. Just, management. A, very, just a very interesting take, though, for speculative buying at those numbers, right? Like, is jo- are you be- we're going to get into this in two minutes. For your Super Bowl pick, are you betting on Josh Allen to win the Super Bowl or an MVP this year? No, probably not. I don't think any of us are going to pick them. Somebody might, and they might win. But if you're not, why, where's the justification in that price for what they could be? Right? Because if not, if you're like, oh, he might win it next year, so why don't you buy him in next offseason? Because That's- because they might go 9-0. and They might be 11-0. and So you're buying them to short-term flip? Potentially. Yeah. I mean, just, just just interesting thoughts because again, like Kyler looked good first two weeks, struggled last week, um, through like what three interceptions I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kyler looked good. Russell Wilson's on fire. Rogers looks really good. Mm-hmm. Big Ben has the Steelers back. Like Lamar and Mahomes are, are still good. Like there's just a lot of guys in the NFL that like are are doing well. Yeah, and it's just like everybody like Kyler stuffs through the roof. Lamar and Mahomes are already selling well because they're two of the best, if not the yeah. best two quarterbacks in the league. It's just a lot of money for guys that may not win for two, three, four years. And if nine and O's the target, like that's, and that's where I have struggled with Phillip rivers. Phillip rivers has 60,000 passing yards and 4,000 or 400 touchdowns. And Josh Allen's going to go nine and O. So yeah, we're going to buy Josh, Josh Allen, Allen at four grand. Yeah. And he, you know, the, are people going to be ready and willing to also sell when that moment's right. We talked about it last. Someone tweeted at me about, you know, Mbappe, like we were on it and the market got to where it was at and they were, you know, going to the finals of the champions league. And I held, I don't know when silver gets back to all the market dynamics, the silver Mm -hmm. gets back to 10 grand. You know, if he wins the Euro cup, 
next summer, probably right there, because then they're going into World Cup. But like that was peak. And if you're playing in that market right then, if you're if you're ready and able to get liquid, because again, we've always said that the sale is harder than the buy. And combine that with the Gary convo, if someone's going to be left holding the bag, yep. you know, and like, I just, and, I've and had a Mbappe, I've bought it way less than even what the market is at right now, but I'm yep. well aware of what it got to. And, and, and you'll see that with Josh Allen, where Bill the, Rivers isn't going there. Yeah. And that's the interesting take though, is like, someone's going to be holding the bag. Drew yep. Locke gets hurt week one. I, I I have good amount of Drew Locke stuff. I like Drew Locke. I think he's really talented. Yeah. Drew Locke gets hurt. His stuff goes down. Like, what happens if Josh Allen goes five and zero, six and zero, seven and zero, and then gets hurt? Yeah, like it's just—it's so much money for so much unknown. Again, when you can just only bet on one guy, I just very, very interesting take with with the prices they're currently at, and that's the big difference. Is ten years ago you were buying first round quarterbacks for fifteen, twenty bucks an auto. Like I was buying Mahomes autos even three years ago was buying Mahomes rookie autos for thirty dollars or less. Like that was common. Now it's like. You're buying Jalen Hurts autos because Carson Wentz, you know, throws three mm. or six interceptions in three games. You're buying Jalen Hurts autos for a hundred dollars, and it's just like a lot more, a lot more to win, but a lot more to lose as well. Yeah, and there's more, more, uh, you know, demand in the game, so it's you're gonna have to pay a higher price point to get in. It's yeah. like um, when you go to the casino. When you go to the casino on a Tuesday night, and you want, and you come in with a budget. And you want to play blackjack versus when you go to the casino on a Friday night with the same exact budget mm-hmm. and you want to play blackjack. You're looking at a two, $10 table on a Tuesday night and you're looking at a $25, $30 table on a Friday night. Yeah. And those are just the factors that, that come into play. And, and you got to realize that there's more than just really the art of understanding the supply, the demand. And if you're playing a buy and flip, buy and flip game, you get really good over time at being able to read the room and say, what's happening? You know, okay, cool. I noticed a shift coming before anyone else. Boom. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were really paying attention to that Mbappe stuff, as it was getting there, you're like, okay, because I know people that boom got out or same with, there was some like high Pikachu sales. So that those, that data. Yeah, just to put some numbers on it, I, it's stunning how I get through the day with how bad I am at math. But like, that's fine. For just to put an example on it, since September first, Patrick Mahomes is down eighteen percent, and Josh Allen is up thirty seven percent. In terms of in terms of dollars, of, specific card, uh, the pr- the Prism base rookie, ten or raw, ten, ten. Okay. So Josh Allen ten is up thirty seven percent. Mahomes is down eighteen percent. Yeah. In a how long period? Since September first, so four weeks or yeah, four weeks. Interesting. Doesn't make any sense. And that's and, and that's just that's the interesting part about it is, is is Mahomes high for what he's done or what he may do? Is Josh Allen low for what he may do? I just a lot, very very interesting conversation. But yeah. uh, something we can definitely discuss more as the season goes on because these prices will change. So I'm sure we'll look back at this in six weeks and be like, hey, Josh Allen stuff is low or Josh Allen stuff is high. Um, But I want to get into uh, Super Bowl picks, MVP picks, and Rookie of the Year picks. We did this with the basketball uh, before the playoffs started. Uh, Shout out to Lou for not even coming close on that. So we got to give him a chance at redemption here to see if he can get a little bit closer uh, on the NFL this time around. So 
<laughs> That's probably true. So NFL Super Bowl matchup, who you got and who's the winner? Um, Super Bowl, I will go uh, Chiefs, Seahawks. And then I will go with the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Seahawks, Seahawks, Super Bowl. Yeah. The Seahawks is going to be a heavy theme throughout my little conversation. Tyler, did yeah. you repeat what he said, or nope. is that what you nope. pick as well? Nope. Digesting. Okay. Digesting. Gotcha. Um, I like the Packers and the Ravens. Man. The Packers and the Ravens. And I've got uh, I've got the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. Man, that's really good. That was that was really close to what I was going to pick. Um, man, that's tough. The Ravens are the team I'm taking out of the the, uh, the AFC this year. I'm taking the Ravens, and I'm gonna say, man, who did you pick? Seahawks Chiefs. I'm gonna go Ravens Seahawks. I, I Seahawks Packers or, or Packers Chiefs was or Packers Ravens was really what I was looking at. I think that's a really good pick. Um, I just the you Ravens are Ravens are really good this year. They're, I mean, yeah. they're, we're recording this before Monday Night Football, so they're gonna play the Chiefs later tonight. That'll be a big game. Um, and I love Mahomes, right? I think he's good, but. Lamar's defense, the Ravens defense defense, is amazing. They added JK at running back. They got a ton of weapons. I'm just, I think this is the Ravens year. So um, I'm going to go Ravens Seahawks. Russ looks like he's on a mission. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go Ravens there. Um, So Ty, you took the Ravens to win. Yep. We both took the Ravens. Yep. Lou, you took the Seahawks. Seahawks. All right, so then let's go to MVP. So what do you guys got there? I'm going to go with Russ. There's a lot of energy around Russell Wilson right now. And there was a a weird conversation last week. I was talking to one of my buddies about it yesterday, about people were saying that Russ has never gotten a first-place MVP vote. But when Mm -hmm. you go back and look at the the years of when he would have been an MVP candidate, it was like, oh – Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, like he was an AKA like unlucky a couple times. So I think there's like, going to be a lot of like narrative stuff towards him. So that's my pick. Brian. That's a great pick. That's seems like the obvious choice three weeks in. Thank you. I'm going to go a little bit more towards Tyler's route. I'm going to say Rogers. They're, they're, they're good. They're really good. Yeah. Rogers is just at, out of this world. Um, I mean, what are they three now? Mm-hmm. They beat the saints last night. Are they three? No, now. Yeah. Yeah. They got a, a, a halfway decent running back and their offense is like a yeah. hundred times better. Yeah. I think Roger, I mean, and, and what, seven years in a row, six years in a row since Rogers has been drafted or something, they haven't drafted a, is it 15 years? They haven't drafted a, a skill position in the first round. That's so, true. Yeah. I know that they talked about it last time because they took love, wow. but yeah, with, with very little help in the draft from there, the, um, there's still, I mean, Rogers is, is a beast. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Rodgers. I think I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) Dude. Uh, I mean, I'll give you odds on that. I'll take this. I'll give you any. uh, What are the odds? 
Look, I'm trying to fucking switch it up. You guys <laughs> sat here and just took like the dead on favorites of MVP. So like, you took great. It, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What about like Cam or Cam like, was the other guy I was gonna take. I mean, you could have said Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Drew Brees. You said fucking Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even the best player on his team. Okay. Ty. That's who I, I took. I can't wait. I can't wait to clip this. That's who I took. Okay. <laughs> did they what how far did they get last year? Be, behind Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill? How far did he they get last year? AFC AFC Championship, second place. Got it. God, can't wait. Just keep sleeping. What's the record? Awesome. This will be awesome. Cam was the other guy I was going to take because I think both of them are going to run through their division. You think the Patriots are going to win the AFC East? Yeah. Wow. I do. Interesting. I I think they're going to win two. I think they're going to win two or go one and one against the uh, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, the rest of those. All right, last one. What about? Uh, oh wait, real quick, real quick. What about like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar? That's what I like said. You, I said you Lamar. jumped to Ryan Tannehill. I said Lamar. We could have gone Lamar, Breeze, Mahomes. I mean, we could have taken Andy. I mean, I'm anyway. saying this is the deal. If it gets weird, if they end up with two or three losses, there's a real story around Ryan Tannehill being the MVP quarterback. Right. Like if they're the one or two seed, I'm ready. To, uh, let's roll. Let's yeah. Is it likely going to happen? No. <laughs> this is our uh, actual predictions. Yeah, I'm aware. I also took the, the Nuggets to beat the Clippers. Mm. Y'all motherfuckers clown me on that Did one, Did you right? take the Nuggets to take the Clippers? No. I had the Lakers in the finals. Uh, oh, 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 man. Real. <laughs> I was the only one with a team in the finals. Real. Uh, real. Big. Over. Over two. Over two. Over two. One Don't for two. Bring me into this. I have nothing to do with this conversation. We know you weren't even in it. That's facts. Tannehill's plus five thousand to win MVP. What was Lamar last year? Five thousand. I bet Sam Darnold has better odds at this point than Ryan Tannehill. No, come on. Bad takes. <laughs> stupid. Thing. That was a stupid thing to say. No, but seriously. Ryan All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, right, we gotta right. get the Q and A. You guys are stuck with this whole. I'm not stuck. You know, like, Q and A is gonna Ryan. be big. Q and A is gonna be big. Darnold's at twenty thousand. Not even okay. close. Here we go. Terrible. Defensive player of the year. Rookie of the year. Oh, rookie of the year. Defensive uh, rookie of the year and offensive rookie of the year. Defensive. I'm gonna go. Actually, no. Offensive. I'm gonna go Burrow. Uh, defense. I'm gonna do C.J. Henderson. Good picks. Ty. Offensive. You went Burrow. Yeah, there's like really no other options. Ryan, you go. Burrow has got to be the obvious choice. The Bengals are just, I mean, that line is atrocious. I watched the Eagles game. He's so good, and that line is so bad. Burrow is, is the obvious choice. Just to be different, I'm going to give me Edwards Alaire or, or, or Herbert. Yeah, that's the other two guys that could. Those are the other two you'd probably pick. I got Jonathan Taylor and Akuda. I'll go go out on a limb. I'll say Herbert. Um, And I really want to pick Chase Young, but the groin, I don't know what we don't know. Yeah, the the groin stuff. He's done. The groin stuff. You just don't know how long that's going to be. If he was healthy, I'm taking Chase Young 10 out of 10. Um, I'm going to, I'll say Chase Young just because you picked Akuda. I would have picked one of the Buckeyes. So. I'll go. I'll go. Chase Young and Herbert and Jonathan. I mean Jonathan Taylor. Let's just 
No, that's a great pick. He, he looks good. All right, so Q&A? Q&A. All right, so we posted something on uh, Instagram. On It's uh, at Card Talk Pod about questions y'all could ask for us to answer on a Q&A. Rather than an interview this week, we want to get to as many questions as we can. So these are going to come straight from the listeners. So Ty or Lou, does anybody have one they uh, – they want to start out with? Uh, let's just maybe start from the top. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Um, are modern Pokemon booster boxes worth buying? So I think what we'll do probably is answer a lot of questions with more questions. Like, are modern Pokemon booster boxes worth buying? So are they worth buying blank meaning are they worth buying for your entertainment because you like ripping them can we give some credit to who asked the question yes it is sk sports cards and if you if you're at sk sports cards if you're asking are they a good buy for a potential flip i think in short windows i think if you have the ability to get them on the immediate and then are flipping them to an ig audience and or selling them for slim margins on ebay I would say yes. Uh, if you are thinking about long-term hold, I think that the demand is short window because I, I, from my understanding, Pokemon, I don't pay attention to the modern stuff too much. I know there was just a big release last week, uh, but it seems like there's frequent um, releases. There's another one coming out next month. And I would say, unless you're really buying and then flipping for small margins at scale um but then again as an entertainment value i think they're great and you know i think that there's like the v max um some some of the full art stuff you can you can do well on um but i I spend all my pokemon time on the uh on the more og stuff stuff, yeah yep how about rye pokemon stuff there been an uptick in terms of uh demand through your shop yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely a lot more people looking for like packs and boxes uh, with Darkness Ablaze than we had, you know, in the 15 months prior for being open. So definitely a lot more of that. Um, when I see that question, though, like are Pokemon booster boxes worth buying? I think it as if you could find original OG Pokemon booster boxes, yeah. do you buy those? And I think that's a much more interesting play that requires a lot more capital, a lot more free cash flow than it does on, you know, Darkness of Blaze box at $110 or whatever they run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the original stuff is a lot more interesting because those are just, again, supply and demand. How much of the, how many of those are you seeing? How many Darkness of Blaze boxes are you seeing? I think there's a huge difference there. So I'm more intrigued with the stuff that everybody wants, but nobody can find rather than the stuff everybody wants and everybody can find. So, you know, supply plays a big factor in what I think is, is, is a fun hold long-term. Um, so the original stuff I think is a, is a much more intriguing play. Agreed. So, uh, this is going to be a lot about, uh, this is going to be a lot about Pokemon, but I want to kind of put this in perspective for non Pokemon as well, Ty. So this comes from KTT cards. This is my guy, Kyle. Um, he says, how do people or how does people like Nate Shaw and Logan Paul getting in the game affect an already booming market? 
Well, so again, they got in Pokemon, yeah. right? Yep. I don't know if I saw Matt, if I, if Nature was ripping anything yet. I know he said he was looking at getting into it. And I know Castro is another one you can add to that streamer who has been ripping a lot of soccer. Um, this, the, the two things that I believe it has the most amount of impact on is this one, obviously new demand. Mm-hmm. It's new audiences. When yep. you think about growth and you think about today's day and age in social and you think about humans as media companies, you think about audiences and you think about cohorts and you think about demographics. And uh, Logan Paul has a massive major audience. The crossover between card collectors and his fans, mm-hmm. likely not that big. But the, you know, real, the mega fans, the top 15% of his, because he posts that, because he gets into things. You know, that's how influence works. Influence is not a new thing. Humans all of a sudden didn't just get starting influenced by things. So he's influencing that, bringing in new demand. Same with Nate Shot. Same with Castro. Castro is a big FIFA streamer, right? And so it starts with big demand. But then the most important thing is next. The most important thing is what fresh eyes do. Because that is how things like Prism become second fiddle to Mosaic right? All of a sudden you get a big swath of new demand and guess what? They don't really care that much about the rules as they've been, mm-hmm. right? It's why all of a sudden, like, just because- They create some, new trends. That's exactly right. And when so that- an influx, a 20% influx in people and they're like, hey, I'm going to go buy what I want. And they just go buy Mosaic, not knowing Mosaic. You don't want Mosaic, you want Prism. And that people, those people have enough impact then, on the market. That's exactly right. And then over time, you see- things change because there's new demand for a product. So then the people that have traditionally been in it and know how to spot opportunities, they say, okay, I'm over here. All of a sudden you go to, you know, a card show and those people have that product and there's new product on the table. And you're like, why are people carrying this? Oh, new people got into it. And it, and it happens. That's why Mosaic coming out before prism and football is important mm-hmm. because new demand boom. And then all of a sudden that's the only product you can get chronicle soccer i I think that's why the soccer thing is so big because there's still like okay what's greenwood's rookie you know that's being still determined by new people come in new product chronicles the timing there you know sticker this and so it's influx and new demand but then rules change by new people right disruption happens and and i think those are the two biggest things new demand but then the increased demand tends to play by their own rules and then all of a sudden you've got a whole new game yeah i mean the demand the the uh, amount of uh, attention it brings is definitely a good thing the market's already booming more eyes doesn't hurt the big thing is 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 it long term or is it a short-term thing right like is is Logan Paul going to talk about Pokemon once a month for the next three years? Or is Logan Paul going to talk about Pokemon once a week for the next three weeks and then not mention it again? Right. So like continuously discussing it will continue. Like it's like Gary V, right? I followed Gary's stuff for a while. He's always talked about sports cards. That's not new. So mm-hmm. if you follow Gary V, you're aware of sports cards because he talks about it all the time. Does Logan Paul mention it or does he not mention it? Right. So mm-hmm. how long the people that he, the influence he has, like how long does that last? We'll see. But uh, at this point, I it, it can't be a bad thing, right? You just assume more attention and more people in a market just creates more of a demand. That that just can't be a bad thing to me on that. Um, assuming people aren't just throwing darts at a wall, just buying things, thinking they're going to be Logan Paul and just buy things just to flip, 
not knowing what they're doing. We've preached that a lot here. Do your research, know what you're doing because card prices are at a much, much higher price than they were six weeks ago, six months ago, or six years ago. So doing your research is important. Um, so we'll see, but at the moment, it seems like a good thing. Yeah. And I think tangentially, one of those things that happens is new floors are created. That's what happened with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Luca is down, right? Luca's down, like consistent at 1,000, 1,100. I don't know where it's at right now. I think they're pretty close to what? 1250 ish right now. It's like 1250 ish, right? And, and, if you bought at eighteen hundred, it's twelve fifty. But I remember sitting next to Lou and being like, four fifty, five hundred for a Luca, and we looked at each other. I like, bought him for two fifty for. I bought him for two fifty in February. Yeah, we we were passing at four fifty. We thought the I ship was like, had sailed. No chance. I sold five tens at five hundred dollars. I'm like, this is wild. Yeah, and they're all day over a thousand dollars. Yep. So, I think this is a good one, and I think uh, at some point I would love to do some more in-depth discussion on this, but uh, it's Richie Pritch, Pritchip. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm sure I'm broaching that. Uh, but Richie asks, do you think there's going to be an upswing in production of cards for the next year's draft class across the board with all sports due to the high explosion of new collectors from this year? Are we going to have the late 80s and early 90s cardboard boom of death? I feel like we just had this conversation a year ago and the year before that as well. Uh, so the answer is yes, they're going to print more cards because more people are buying cards. And it, as we've said, also said before, it's in tops and Panini and Upper Deck and Leaf and whoever else is in their best interest to print as many cards as possible that yep. they think they can sell. Uh, so it's in their interest to do that and they'll continue to do that. The answer is then uh, in a world where LaMelo Ball Prism rookies ha- after six months, assuming PSA can get their PSA and SGC and VGS can get their turnaround times figured out after six months, you know, the LaMelo Prism rookie is at 15,000. What does that mean for LaMelo Ball's marketplace? I don't know. That's the conversation. Uh, so I, I, think, I think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's a couple of factors in Ryan. I'm going to spit them out. I want you to gut check me. Okay. I think, Incre- so increase will increase in production happen? Yes. Why? Because the companies that are producing them can't keep product on the shelves. Target, Walmart, they're all calling them and saying, we can't keep product on the shelves. Ship us more product. What are they supposed to say? No, we got to protect the hobby. Mm-hmm. So we're the not going gonna- to make our money. It's, we- make yeah. money. it's like, we're going to go out of business, right? Like, okay, no, we can't do that because people will be upset. So let's put ourselves in a bad spot so that we can't print more cards down the line. Cool. They're going to print more. But these factors, I believe, are different. Breaking culture in general, one. Meaning, product is not now just consumed by Tyler either goes to Ryan's shop, buys it, comes home, Mm -hmm. and rips it. Tyler goes to Target, comes home, buys it, and rips it. Now, I can tune in and just gamble. I can just pay for a slot. And if I hit big, amazing. And if I lose... You're going to ship it to me or I'm just going to say, don't ship me the junk. You're going to put it in your singles box or something like that. That to me as a new phenomenon, newish phenomenon, because it's been around forever, but I think a newish phenomenon isn't going to dry up because degenerates are going to be the degenerates. They've been degenerates forever. It's just a maturation of sports gambling. It's like 
are people going to get over inundated with sports gambling? No, same people have always done it. Now you just have more access to it. So that itch, I think will always be there and will continue to have the demand because it's not so much about what I get out of the break. It's about the potential of it to pop. 100%. So I think that helps it sustain more product. Second, grading was not as prevalent, if at all, really in existence. I was just trying to pull up the the chart um, that PSA uh, walked through, I believe, or Collector's Universe on their latest um, uh, uh, like five, quarterly um, call. The year-over-year increase in cards that PSA is grading is insane. Yeah, and so exactly. it becomes a whole nother game where there's another layer of product that people are able to sell. Meaning I open a pack, I can either get a nine or a 10, I submit it, and then it gives me X more value. And so if I hit on one of four as a 10, it covers the cost of the others. Whereas in the last kind of wax boom, and this is again, educating because I was not buying and selling cards then and being in the mix at all, that didn't exist. So there was only like, okay, if you came to my table, also digital sales didn't exist in the yeah, same capacity. A hundred percent. And I don't mean to interrupt, but I love yeah. where you're going with this because this is the perfect time to talk about this. You know why sports cards didn't do well back then? They all looked the same. There was no serial numbers. There was no autographs and the internet yeah. didn't exist, right? So you didn't know that the guy in Maine, in California, in Florida, in New York, in Montana, all had the same cards as you. They're identical. They're exactly the same. Now, you know, PSA tells you how many is graded, right? There's like, their ser- cards are serial numbered. Like this isn't like, it, there's a lot more transparency on from a card, uh, from a manufacturer's perspective on like with the serial numbered and that sort of thing. I, the one thing I, I do want to give credit for is I know Panini and Tops. their goal is to make money a hundred percent, but I, you have to assume that these companies don't want to go through that either, right? Like money's great now, but if we kill the market, money goes away. Yes and no. I, I think that conversation happens with a lot of businesses in the world sure. and they're interested in making money. Do you so, cash cow it now and just kill it? I think everyone acts like cash cow now. There's not a lot of people who are running. Interesting. Not, I don't think there's a lot curious. of I don't think there's a lot of business. Of course there's a there's a limit, right? They'll they'll go to their production limits, they'll try to forecast how much product they can print on a on a but yearly basis. More chase. Like yeah, the chase like thing it's, is super new. Right. But Ty, you agree with me here, right? Like Companies aren't in the business of making less profits year over year. 100%. 100%. They're not interested in doing that, and they're not going to do that on purpose, I don't think. Yeah. I wonder if this finishes this conversation because this is so big. And the, and the other conversation is ties like breaking is real big, right? Like you go into – there's so many different avenues. There's there's different things, right? Go into my shop. You can order online. You can buy on eBay. You can go to a card show. You can join a break. You can grade cards. Like there's a lot of different things you can do in cards. And that's what makes this a lot different than what happened in the nineties, right? Like you could just go to shows, buy a bunch of lots, grade everything, and just do that route. You can make a repack product, right? There's a lot of people that do repacks. Now you can run razes and different things like that on Facebook. You could be a breaker. You could start a podcast on YouTube about cards. You could open a card store. Like there's a lot, there's so many different things you could do. Um, but I know Gary and I kind of didn't agree on this last week. And I, and I think it's, it's worth noting. I, I, I don't think we fully grasp how many people, at least m- from my perspective, how many people got in the hobby when there was nothing to do, 
right? I know Gary's not as big on it as I am. I'm very, very sold on this point that COVID brought a lot of attention to the hobby, right? You're at home with nowhere to go, nothing to do, and making a similar amount of money. Let's pick up a hobby. How about one we used to do as a, as a child? Let's get into sports cards. And I just don't know if we fully grasp how many people really got in, right? Lucas went up five, what, yep. five X? Yeah. But to the same point, do you feel like the cat is going back in the bag anytime soon in terms of the in, the same individuals that are interested in the hobby all of a sudden having less time? And, and that's that's the point I brought up to Gary, right? That's That to me is the million-dollar question. What happens – again, I'm not getting political. I'm not getting anything like that. What happens if we find a cure for COVID and – or there's a vaccine – Right. Like, and we, people, we don't have to wear masks and like life goes back to normal. Right. Like I'm just go into that, that yeah. world. Life goes back to normal and you can take vacations and you can go to sporting events and you can do everything you could January 1, 2020. What, uh, what are those same people in the market now still in the market when that happens? I think far more than we probably realize. Because I think what is happening during this time is everyone is coming to realize the abilities that they do have yep. to tap into their interests or make money, what have you. Like they're tangible. Uh, yeah. Uh, these Zoom. Do you think Zoom meetings are just not going to happen anymore? No, absolutely. Like you know, does like the the stock price of Zoom collapse? No, yep. I think we're going to see a lot of that play out yeah, in a I real think, way. I think we have a lot more time than uh, people realize. We have a lot more time to be inside than we realize. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot more people who are going to like, there's going to be a whole nother basketball season that starts before we go outside again. Yeah. So like, you know, what's going to happen then. <laughs> and yeah. there's going to be another Luca and there's going to be another Patrick Mahomes that comes Absolutely. along. Absolutely. I, I agree with you guys completely on this. I just think that's, that's the interesting thing, right? Like we might not be concerned about six months. We might not be concerned about 12 months or 18 months or 24 months. But at some point, if we go back to normal, if life ever resumes in, in People have a time to put elsewhere. Does that keep it? And like, because I think that's yeah, the biggest like, thing being, is the demand is so high and supply is going to get higher and they will become closer to equal. If, mm-hmm. if demand automatically, if it's all of a sudden drops 25%, mm-hmm. we're going to have a surplus and then product becomes readily available and that brings things down in certain categories, though. Yeah, and there's also been there's been product there was product available last year, bro. Like that, that, that's not a thing. The retail thing might go down a little bit, but that doesn't mean sure. that. That doesn't mean that the the card world is going to collapse and, and like just play it out. Like, cool, people are going to leave. There's still going to be exponentially more people who are going to stay than were here before because no one's going to leave now, right? No one's leaving now. And uh, people, we go back, we go back to the world now, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. A lot more people are going to be hanging out than were before. So that's a massive net positive. Yeah. Well, the retail the retail thing is gonna have to correct itself. It it is it is out of control right now. So that'll over that'll correct itself like it always does. And then we'll go back to like everything. Like that's not gonna yeah. There's cycles. The it's like if yeah. you were paying attention to sneakers, like the demand of sneakers is high, and <laughs> also the supply of sneakers is incredibly high. And then what happened in the last twelve months? Nike SBs, which have been around forever. And if you've been paying attention to sneakers, you own SBs and you've been in the game, but then boom, Nike decides to collab it up with SB, go hard there and create new demand. I think it's a similar thing to like Mosaic. Like these companies now have learned enough to be able to create demand within an over 
you know, like saturated market already and create new pockets. And the people that are in the game and flipping and being back and forth are always going to know how to get there. And then the marketing is going to introduce new people to it. Let's share. How difficult is it to buy and sell supplies? Mm. I think this this is from the great Graham Bemo. Mm. Uh, I think this is interesting for a couple reasons. Can we do something while we're here? Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I want to order mailers, bubble mailers. So I can literally show, share my screen real quick, like, yeah. and you can show me where to buy bubble mail. Or Ty, it's going to have your information on it when you do it. I'm just going to go to the site and like click it. I'm not going to do my whole. What site are you doing? Where should I go? If you were uh, buying mailers. I go to Amazon. See, I go to eBay. Okay. okay. Because we love our I, friends I at could, eBay. Be, I'm going to do eBay. Let's yeah, go. I, could be completely I search wrong here. 500 craft uh, four by eight. Mailers. Always buy in bulk in this if you plan on being in the hobby for more than a minute. Four by eight is going to be for a trade. It's typically one grading card or up to like three cards in a team bag. Um, that's it, It's pretty fl- flimsy. So you're not looking to ship $10,000 cards in this. You're not looking to ship 50 card lots in this. You're looking, this is very, very generic. One card sales on eBay, right? You post 15 auctions and you sell all of them to different people. That's what these are for. But this mm-hmm. is what I'll buy. Typically, some of the um, you get some colored ones. I was rocking with some purples last. Yeah, time. I mean, I, I use like red ones for like anything we ship yep. from our card collection two page. It's great branding, mm-hmm. um, right? Uh, great, great branding. Um, mm-hmm. well, so metallic ice blue. Yeah, I use the metallic red ones. So you nice. can buy them in bulk. But yep. this is this is what I do. Um, be careful when you're buying these on eBay. This is this is a great point time to point this out. Um, when you're buying these on eBay. Like there's a couple of things you can do. There's so many of these big companies on there. One, make sure they're in the United States. If you're in the United States, that's one thing is you can save a lot of money buying them, you know, overseas, but typically that takes a lot longer. Um, I always search by like location. So you can search within like 150 miles of a zip code or 500 miles of a zip code. I don't want to wait 10 days for it to come from California. So I'd rather spend a little bit more money in buying them from like Illinois or Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We got a little so Illinois that's something right here. there. Um, yep. And then checking feedback. If somebody's got a million feedback and 50 negatives a month, but they're getting 100,000 positives, you're not as concerned. But mm-hmm. if somebody's got 1,000 feedback and 30 of them are negative, a little bit more concerned. So those are typically the three pieces of advice I have when, when buying bubble mailers. But um, yeah, I mean, that's it's it's not super complicated. The okay. more you buy, it's like, it's like buy, anything. Buy yeah. in bulk, the more you buy, the more money you save. Yep. Uh, How much are you paying per mailer, Ryan? Um, I want to say on the non red ones that we buy, the ones I just showed Ty, it's around seven or eight cents. And then on our red ones, it's about 18 cents. So it's more expensive for us to do the branding, um, for like the card clutch two ones, but, um, it's roughly a 10 cent difference. I think it's like seven cents and 18 cents. Okay, cool. So I just learned something cause I was paying like 50 cents. A, a, a That's so insane. Bit. Yeah, but I also again, I'm not, also I'm buying fifty at a time, 100%. not five hundred. This time. is this is very very true. If you're buying, if you're like, hey, I'm only doing one transaction a week, you might not need five hundred. But if you're doing, you know, yeah. we ship five hundred items a month, so I need five hundred. You know, I order five hundred or a thousand yeah. at a time. Yeah, and before very get, different. Before we get into this uh, question, because I do want to talk about it a little bit. 
what you just heard. Like, be very honest with yourself about how many cards you're actually selling because you do have to put sixty dollars up to buy those five hundred mailers, and you do have to put up you know another twenty bucks to buy paper and and a printer and like all that stuff. So be honest with yourself with what you're buying. Like, I put twenty five bucks into all my mailers, and I've, I've had them for like a month now. So I will like, say, and I, this is a great point to bring this up. If you're new to the game, and you're under new, buy. and you're doing fifty transactions a week. That's you a lot. Should by the way. that's great. You should be looking at a label, a thermal label printer, mm-hmm. a Dymo 4XL. It will save you a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot mm-hmm. of frustration. Does not require ink. Does not require cutting paper. It mm-hmm. prints labels to size. It mm-hmm. is very, very helpful. And I would, I would, I list all my cards with a scanner and on a computer. My team helps with that. I would give the. Uh, computer and a scanner up before i would give the label printer up it yeah. is the single most important asset we have when shipping couldn't cards. agree more could the not agree single more. most important asset when shipping it's cards so fast visible. it's so fast and you never like i bought it doesn't ink. require ink it doesn't right. require ink i bought how many like i bought my i think mine's like a brother mf label something like that and then or mf label that's what it is and i bought i think two rolls so i have like two thousand pieces of I have like 2000 labels I can print. So I'm going to buy, I'm going to sell 2000 items before I ever have to buy anything again. And I paid $18 for all, for all that paper. And then the printer was like 140 bucks. Yeah. My, I bought a Dymo. I think it was $199. Yeah. Um, Is this what we're talking about? Yeah. That's that's what they, that's kind of what they look like. Um, I've actually gone up a lot. It's kind of funny. They've gotten kind of expensive. Yeah. It, it, again, if you're doing one or two, might not make it may be a big deal. Just cut the yeah, paper. And if you have a printer at home, you can just cut the paper and tape it up, whatever. But this is a game changer. You should really? get it. If you're, if you're like, because you're buying and selling oh, pretty regularly now, you yeah. should buy one. It's so much better. I would bro. literally give up everything else with listing cards, like a scanner, a computer. I would rather just list them on my phone if it meant I could keep this because this thing changes the game. Hmm. Worth every right. penny. Worth every penny. But anyway, in, in terms of supplies, Ty, did you have a point on this? Nope. You keep going. Okay, cool. So the question, uh, the question is uh, from the great Grand Bimo, who shout out to him for just starting that little conversation there. Let's share how difficult it is to buy and sell supplies, grading card sleeves, penny sleeves, top layers. I would, I, I cannot get to this enough. Do not buy grading supplies to try to flip them. Like that's a very, very short term game right now. I think these. I think the grading, uh, the supplies are going to increase in in availability very soon. Like they have to just scale up the stuff. It, it's literally just a production game. Unless you're going to start producing them yourself, which I guess is a thing. I don't know how to do all that stuff. But like buying a bunch of you know uh, the the graded card sleeves to try to resell them is not going to be it. When you say great, are you talking about like semi, the card savers, card saver yeah. ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Card saver ones, card saver twos. So that's yeah. the... Yeah, as someone that owns a store and orders supplies regularly, I can tell you supplies are much more limited than most people. Like, it's it's wild. It the is right now. Can, correct. The things I cannot get. But mind you, I've been ordering, trying to order these same supplies since May. But bro, because they have to pick up the production. That's something that is no, be because they're not getting in the United States. Like we're not getting restocks. Like I haven't had fifty-five point top loaders since like June first. Why? I can't get them. No one has them. Because they're not, they don't they, have the production, right? Am I wrong about that? They come from China. So they like from a, China, a lot of them. The, the, we report. We were told last time was like they were stuck on cargo ships in like the middle of the ocean, like the fifty-five. Okay. Like, I couldn't get them. So like I have not had 55 point top loaders in in some time. But awesome. to lose point, they will come back. 
Yeah, like that's not a winning game. At no, all. it's you might win for the next six months, right? Like because Naughty. what's going to happen is they're going to come, they're going to get a huge shipment in. A lot of orders are going to be fulfilled, but they're not going to have more readily available. But there are other companies getting in the shipping or the supply game. Other companies are getting Beckett's getting into it. Unless you're going to become a supplier, sure. But I'm but I'm saying that's different than buying them. That's different than buying a box of uh five thousand card saver ones and trying to resell them. Yeah, I'm just saying that. now it might be it, you might be able to make it a buck now because they're not available. So like in six weeks, if Beckett is on the market and Ultra Pro and BCW and all of these other suppliers, there's going to be more supply. Just like there would card companies. If Panini was the only person making card companies right now or cards right now, their stuff would be great. But the fact that you can also get Leaf and Tops and Upper Deck and all these other companies makes you know makes it make, uh, gives people more options. So I, I don't see that as something that is a is a long term play. Yeah. So let's. But I, I want to bring that one up for sure because I know a lot of people hit me up about that. Like, yo, I can't get any sleeves, and it's like you'll get them. You have to overpay for this second, but it's going to be okay. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, and and thankfully PSA has in terms of card savers. PSA raised that restriction, right? I saw that they posted it on their social media page mm-hmm. that you do not need to require card savers, mm-hmm. right? We're still using them. It's very expensive to get them. For instance, it's about $420 for a case of card saver ones. The last time, uh, I think it was Cardboard Gold had them um, out, in, out in California. I think the last time I, uh, I saw a screenshot of it, but it was about $420 for a case of 10 boxes. That's $42 a box which is outrageous. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I think I think retail on them when they're not marked up like that is like $24.99. Yeah. Uh, can I double up a question real quick? I'm making, I want to make sure we don't have it because I just saw it here and I want to make sure we get to it. Mm-hmm. Brennan Barnes sent this in. Which entity has a greater influence on the hobby? Tops Panini or PSA BGS? Product design and quality versus preserving condition and overall grades. So what's more important, the card company or the greater? It's had bigger impact in the hobby. A greater influence. It's a very chicken or the egg situation. Yeah. Well, the easy answer is Panini determines how well the card companies can grade it, but more people care about the grade than they do the card. We're not far from people. Like It, it almost seems like we're there now. People don't want cards that are raw. I mean, that's the way to afford Wait, a there's lot literally of no way. I just got texted what's more important, the com- the card company or the grader. Someone just texted me that, I swear to God. Is there anyone else in this in this thing right now? There's no way, right? That's crazy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Is it the same person? No, literally my boy just texted me out of the clouds. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Chicken or egg? I think, uh, I think it's tough because when you're buying raw cards there's so much uh, right now right now right now i think it's psa and pgs yeah I, I don't know what happens when you get to a state of psa not being backlogged or yeah, you if, can just or create a if card we get there you can create a card like that yeah do you think that day's coming i'm not sure i think it's beneficial for them to have I agree. a delay Hundred percent, I agree with that completely. What did yeah. you say? One more time. He thinks th- there's a benefit to for PSA to be delayed. I agree. 
So I don't know if they're going to get to a spot where they're not. Um, I'm not sure how long this demand sticks around, but. If they didn't have a delay, you wouldn't pay a premium for the quicker services. That's exactly right. You pay for 10 day. Yeah. Why yeah. would you pay for a two day if you knew 10 day was on time? You would. Yep. And I think that because it's not as immediate, people are sending in more cards. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, well, let me send this whole lot in. Because by you know when they whenever they come back, it's not going to be as big of a deal, and I'll pay for it now, you know, and then I'll get the money down the road later. Whereas if it was like quick turnaround, you're probably going to be a little bit more. Yeah, okay. just a delayed savings account. Yep. Yep. All right. We should not refer to a sending card for grading as a delayed savings account. Just <laughs> for the record, for, for six months, absolutely. That's the, exactly no, it's how not, I mean. bro. Let's not call absolutely. cards a savings account. Okay, fine. For like five, for that five, is Ryan Johnson for ten dollar for ten dollar cards, you're gonna spend twelve to fifteen dollars grading and waiting on for six months. Absolutely, like you would like what's a Jordan Love mosaic that you're gonna spend fifteen dollars to grade, sending that for away for six months. What delay savings? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to be willing to not have access to that coin, and depends on what position you're in, but. Yeah. A Jordan Love Mosaic. Oh, it's a white one. Sorry. Keep going. All right. Let's uh let's get into Stump the Shop real quick. If you guys have any more questions, we'll try to get those on future episodes. Again, you can reach out to us on Instagram at card talk pod or send us an email. It's cardtalkpod at gmail.com. Appreciate everybody for submitting their questions. So let's go ahead and get into Stump the Shop this week. Stump the Shop is brought to you by eBay. So Lou and Tyler are teaming up to try to stump the shop, which is myself. Each team, Tyler and Lou, and then myself, were given $1,000. We're going to grow that over the next couple of months by buying and flipping cards on eBay. The team that winds up with the most money at the end will win. So now uh, let's see if Tyler and Lou can stump the shop. Ty, Lou, what do you guys got going on this week? All right, so we are actually going to, and let me pull up the screen here. So if you're listening, we'll we'll try to talk through a lot of this. But if you're watching, we're going to show, we're going to look to get into the DK Metcalf market a little bit. Uh, And we're going to use this time. Let's see. Exit out of that real quick. Make this full screen so everyone can see. And we're going to try to walk through a little bit of DK Metcalf. There's some, if if you're looking on screen. Also, I was searching for some uh, Christian Pulisic that I'm looking to pick up before he returns back to the pitch from a little hammy injury, which I'm nervous about. Um, But in general, we're recording this Tuesday midday. It's actually one minute from 11-11, which is always a lucky number. Uh, And just generally going to do a peruse if I was sitting back home at my house and saying, okay, DK Metcalf, looking to get into the market. How should we go about doing that? Uh, and so here we are, went into, uh, eBay and Lou's going to stick with me here and just search DK Metcalf. First, we're going to look for some raw cards and really also in terms of if I want to take a, like what is selling and what's selling well from product perspective. So I came in here and I just searched DK Metcalf, uh, and I'm doing sold. This is something that I generally do. Um, we're looking at. You got Donruss Optic, PSA 10. It's the latest scale, 411. What? Optic? Optic Optic in general and hollows are really tough grades. Across across the whole product line? Yeah. Uh, 
impeccable rookie patch i'm seeing some here uh a lot of five dom russ what do you think about impeccable stuff in general not a huge fan personally it feels like it's one it's like in that middle ground of like a premium product and a regular product to me so i always tend to avoid it myself yeah it's like the high end of a regular product and the low end of a high-end product Mm -hmm. do you have preference uh, over the prism versus the optic hollow I personally like optic, but I'll always prism sells for more. But the optics yeah. always going to be a much lower pop. Yeah, because because of how tough it is to grade. Because yeah. how tough it is to grade, and just less people buy right. and sell it. So I'm going to come up here, and I'm going to say Donruss optic hollow. And just looking at some of the prices. So these optic hollow tens. Yep, we're looking at Optic Hollow 10s, which seemingly have taken a little jump after this past week. This is not bad, actually, right there. So last couple auctions doing around, for those listening, 220 to 300, but the last couple buy nows have creeped up near 400. Yep, and so then let's see what is currently actually on the market. Looks like 499 OBO. Here's 550. A, yep, four, yep, 550. Here's a nine for around 200. So the pop on that, that's the hollow, right? The pop yeah. on the hollow right now is pop 15 for a 10 and nine, uh, five for a nine. Yeah, it's really low. How much for a nine? Five. Five. It's probably, I'd be stunned if there's one for sale. There is right there. Yeah, that's really, that's. Yeah, here's a nine optic hollow nine for 169. Can you see these other sales? See the other sales for this card? Just go on, just type in PSA 9 and then do yeah, sales. See yeah, if anything comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PSA 9. So I would imagine 169. I'm just again still looking at offers. Red yellow is not what no. I'm looking for. Go to hollow, sales. Hollow. Yep, we'll do it. One second. Uh, sold items. And August twenty first for under one twenty. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I would offer like one forty on the card and see what happens. You said one twenty August twenty first. Yeah, that's over offer a whole month ago. Auto. That's offer yeah. accepted, by the way. Sure. And that's and, auto, and it's auto. Yep. So there's no sales. Is what we're getting out here. There's, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think okay. So this is just straight. Then I'm gonna look to maybe just got both, but I'm gonna come in here and make an offer. At 140, Lou. I would offer 140. See what he says. Feel good about 140. See, so we're going to submit an offer on that nine, and they had auto decline on. Auto decline at 140. Is the other one that's up for 170 offer? Yeah, I'm going to creep up a little bit. See what 150. Let's see where they have the auto decline. There it is. Boom. All right. So that has been submitted. I'd imagine they're going to come back with like a 175 and might creep them with a 165 offer. Um, but with that said, let's pop over here. This 170 is sitting there at a buy it now. So I'm just going to throw oh, not an offer. Gotcha. Yeah, no offer on the 170. So Todd, um, yep. what, about, what, what about the thoughts? Let's, uh, let's kind of give the listeners some uh, thoughts about like the midday auction stuff. Yep. So you're looking for DK Metcalf. Um, so and we talked about this where I made a purchase Sunday night and also the same purchase Monday afternoon. 
And if you're looking for like sneaky deals on DK Metcalf, search DK Metcalf on eBay, ending soonest auction above $5. So you're not getting like, you know, junk, junk, um, you know, above five bucks. And you'll notice when you search almost, I would assume most, you know, card guys, you'll see auctions ending midday. Um, and that's one of the things we talk about a lot about finding things that might be underpriced. Like if you add a DK Metcalf ending today at 3 p.m., that's not going to do as well as, you know, maybe a Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday night sale that ends at, you know, 10.30 Eastern time because that's 7.30 out there. Um, you're going to likely do better with a better is that time. A broad so prism at bids at 46. Scroll down a little bit. Uh, six bits. Wow. Oh, it's a silver. Okay. That makes a little more mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, oh, that's good label, by the way. Donruss Optics Silver Refractor. Mm-hmm. Bad job by that person. Let's check out. Well, person. and that might be a, that might be sneaky, Blue. That might be your guys' play. It might You're be. not wrong. You what know what I mean? Throw a little watch on it. Because a prism silver is going to sell for more than an optic hollow. And, yeah, that, what and that's what we, we're getting at here is like, again, People mislabel things. That's a, that's that's been my you know recipe for this is finding things that are mislabeled, mm-hmm. right? Like somebody spelled Hunter Renfro wrong and got a you know solid deal and gonna do well on that for my little stuff to shop by. Mm-hmm. Huh. So again, just something to keep in mind. It doesn't work every single day. Not you know, there's not 50 DK Metcalf auctions of high end cards ending from you know 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. most days. Um, yeah, there you go. See? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, it's around $150 card from what I saw. It's around $150 card? Yeah. Cool. So we'll keep a close eye on that, on that mislabeled Optic Hollow, uh, which is really a silver prism. Uh, we, the nine, definitely, hopefully they come back quick our way. Uh, no message. I got to check in on that. Uh, but if, you know, the other one at 169 I might just take a flyer on anyway. Yeah. Knowing what's ahead, you know, for him and, and the low pop on that uh, is definitely something. So that's kind of just generally how a little bit I would think of, okay, DK Metcalf, you got optic, you got prism, take a bit, uh, you know, look at some sales stuff. But I, I generally personally, when I just think about a player, I tend to just type his name in first. If it's someone, you know, DK Metcalf, I think, isn't going to have, like, jersey sales. Some of the larger uh, athletes, you can't just type their name and it's going to be all cards. Yeah. Um, so you can use some some keywords there. But I generally like to just get an understanding. We it, early, In early episodes, we talked about, I'll just do, P, you know, DK Metcalf or, say, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson PSA, not or just Russell Wilson PSA. I'll just do that as a search. So I see what products are selling and start to see, you know, where the, where the demand is. And I think the the thought process here, and I think this is important because we talked a lot about this. This was kind of my take with, you know, Tyler hero, right? Like you buy DK Metcalf because DK Metcalf is on a team. That's really good. Has a quarterback playing really well, has a shot at, from our Super Bowl predictions, has a shot to be in the Super Bowl and play longer in the season, right? Long season ahead. He's doing well early. You would expect if Russell Wilson continues the number he's on and we're expecting that trend to continue, DK Metcalf is going to continue to see reps, right? Like we talked about it with like Hero. He's not going to be the number one guy on the team if they go far. That's Jimmy Butler. That's Russell Wilson. But he's going to be up there in terms of popularity, production, a lot of things there. So Metcalf with the with the sneaky play uh, in 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 terms of uh, 
this little segment, but I want to give a shout out to Lou on this because um, I watched this Bengals game Sunday when I was at the shop working and uh, Lou made a play early on for a Tyler Boyd optic hollow. And after watching the Bengals, uh, their line is atrocious, but Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd definitely have some chemistry and Boyd seems to be the number one option there. Uh, Cause AJ green is, isn't really uh, doing a whole lot these days. And John Ross was a healthy scratch for T Higgins. Um, well, T Higgins did, did all right, but Tyler Boyd just dominated, had him on my DraftKings team. So just got to give some, some props to Lou here for, uh, Taking a little flyer on Tyler Boyd because all we need is one big the Joey B breakout game is coming. And when the Joey B breakout game happens, hopefully it's with Tyler Boyd. And then all I need is like three people looking for Tyler Boyd autos on eBay, and I'm in great shape. I'm one of the first results that comes out when you type in Tyler Boyd PSA auto. So just wanna don't want to get you know get all that to to lose to lose head there, but wanted to give him some props on uh, on that. Uh I didn't I took a little book out of uh, a little page out of your guys's book rather than trying to find some like underpriced assets this week i went with uh or a couple weeks ago decided just to go ahead and just go in on on hero we had had some conversations a while back about i know lou and ty or uh lou and myself were were much higher on the tyler hero train than than tyler was so decided it was like hey if i'm as high as on this guy as i say he is i might as well put my money where my mouth is and went out and bought a uh chinese new year from a revolution, uh, a rookie auto at a 14. So the one thing about revolution is like, there's two versions. There's a Chinese new year. And then there's a regular, the regular uh, base hobby product has three autos per eight box inner. So in a 16 box master case, again, two eight box inners and a 16 box master, each one should have roughly three autos. And then there's one galactic per 16. Revolution is a cool product, but in Chinese new year, they don't guarantee any autos. You're not guaranteed anything. So the advantage there is they're harder to pull and they're numbered to a player's jersey number. So Can like, I ask a stupid question? Why is yeah. it called Chinese New Year? I don't know. It's a good question. Okay. Great Thank question. You. Curious, but I, I'm not actually sure if I know that. Um, but anyways, the, the autos they do have of guys in there are numbered to their jersey number. So Zion is one of one. Jaws out of 12. Heroes out of 14. Um, it was in China, so it took a while to get to me. But I want to say I paid north of two for it, and the last couple did. I think the last one did like seven hundred. Um, I bought it a while ago. This is like before they. I think this is before they had even beaten the Pacers. Who they played in round one? Pacers. Yeah, this was before then. Um, but with hero stuff, obviously jumping, um, and then being in the finals, I decided uh, this again long before. I was like, I want to at least grab something of him. So probably going to move that as the season, you know, is, is going to wind down here and the Lakers being heavy favorites. I think I'll cash in on that before the season completely ends. But again, just kind of taking a page out of your guys' book going for uh, someone I kind of believed in. And that's where we're at. Yeah. I also just to jump in real quick at the end. I am obsessed with wide receivers. I can't help it. And I was watching the, the cheese game last night and I was like, Oh, Tyreek Hill's going to catch a touchdown every week. Like every week he's going to catch a touchdown. So like, they're the best team in the league, and it's honestly, I don't think it's that close. So, like, you're going to be hard pressed to tell me that Tyree Hill is like a little overpriced right now. I was trying to find the price on his rookies, but I could just now when we were looking. But like, Tyree Hill is a star. So, yeah, I don't know. Just something on my mind. I mean, even the way he caught that ball, they're just, so good. Yeah, it's 
Yeah. yeah Did you watch a game last night? Yeah. Brian? Yeah, they're good. It it blows my mind how they're just so much better than everyone else, and they run the weirdest plays I've ever seen. That stack play they ran was insane. That's why and they're so the, good because they're so far ahead. Of and everyone. I bet, and I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, and I and I you know losses teach you a lot about your team, but it. it I mean, I feel like this, you know an amateur here. It's like until until somebody beats Patrick Mahomes in a meaningful game, it's just I, why are you picking against him? Yeah, like, I, agree. I mean, bozo move here. It's just like. He's That's he's just the real deal. Yeah, he's, he's really so good. good. So really, yep, I bet on the Ravens last night. It'd be like that. Yeah, took that L. Fat. <laughs> all right, so that is all we have for this week's Stump the Shop. Again, Stump the Shop is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for buying and selling trading cards and memorabilia. So, last little segment of the day, want to get into new releases. Actually, one of the more quiet releases in quite some time. Um, not really a whole lot going on this week except for a new football release. That's really going to be the key focus. We've got 2020 Panini Origins football. So, Ty, Lou, do you guys know much about this? or What, uh, what are your initial thoughts? Just any uh, any feedback here? I'm into Origins. I think it's a, it's a nicer product that comes out. It's kind of like one of the holdovers in between usually like the main product. So um, typically I typically think the designs are nice um, in terms of value. I, I wouldn't consider it to be something I would buy to hold and value and hold value of on. Um, but the autos usually look pretty nice. They're on card autos too, right? Most of them are. I, the, yeah. some, some The patch autos I believe are the sticker autos, but the base autos are, are on card. So this will be Burroughs first on card then, right? No, he had a pen pals auto from Elite. I don't even know what that is, so got Elite it. Elite has pen pal autos, just like an upper body shot of him in a Bengals jersey that's like um it, it, it's it's kind of generic. This will be like really the first one where you see the whole Bengals jersey. Looks like him in an action he shot. Joey, he signs at Joey B. Yeah, I love great. it. Love it. That's so flame. But this guy is just He's just the best player in the league. It's unbelievable. We're talking about Mahomes for those that are listening. They have a picture of Mahomes up on the screen, not Joe Burrow. Did you know the NFL top 100, the one of the players do, they put Lamar and Russ ahead of him? Yeah, they put him at four. This year. They just they did it. it just Russ, I can understand. I can't understand anyone. I can't understand it, bro. I, I know what you're you talking about. Put, what you're saying, it, but it, it's like no, putting no, Giannis or like no, different. Or Kawhi no, above LeBron. Different. No, it's different. not. It's totally I know it's different. Right. Giannis isn't – I mean – Russ is a Super Bowl. Like yeah, well, Giannis so, wins the MVP over LeBron. Yeah, I know, but that's that's. I'm saying I could see Russ over Mahomes. Can you see Lamar, Lamar and Mahomes? No, that's where it's like it makes no. What sense. about Aaron Donald over Mahomes? Because that was there too. Kawhi's won rings. They put him over LeBron. Who are you taking? <laughs> One of them still playing. I get it. I'm just saying I could see why they I put Russ well. over I don't Mahomes. Think, I don't so though it's not correct lamar makes no sense yeah i think people just don't like playing it i, I don't know i don't know but uh, yeah either way i'm still taking Mahomes one but in terms of origins uh just in uh the box breakdown you're gonna get one pack so this is a breakers product for sure quick rip right there's not a ton of base cards this is in and out so you're looking at one on-card rookie autograph per box one jumbo rookie patch autograph per box, one jumbo or patch memorabilia card, two base and two base parallels. Um, so 
Pretty cool product, two autos in a box, one of them being on card and then one of them being some sort of patch or booklet auto. Um, so three heads per box. I think pre-sale on it right now is near 250 or 300 bucks a box. Um, so again, that's just what I've seen online. Not, not 100% sure. I looked, I looked the other, I looked last night when I was looking and I saw it on one of the online sellers for like 250 or 300. That again, that's a number that's coming in my head. Um, but we won't know until Friday when it comes out. Other than that, Topps baseball sets and, uh, like leaf autograph football where it's a random autograph football. So again, real quick, speaking of breaks, I did, I was getting destroyed on mosaic breaks this past weekend. I just got dominated twice in a row and then i did one randomly because jason told me to join it and i got three really cool mahomes you know you got the cheese yeah i got the cheese i got yeah i got i got three really good mahomes so i made some money on that one what break was it what break was it it was a random box of mosaic and i got it was random divisions and i got the afc west the hope yeah i got herbert and i got division cost at this point 100 120 bucks uh 110 i paid for a box yeah Ty, Lou, any thoughts before we close it out? Playoff baseball starts today. Baseball all day. I'm locked in. They, I mean, what someone, uh, someone was telling me, yeah, don't they have like a two o'clock game on ABC? They have a twelve o'clock, a two o'clock, a four o'clock, a six o'clock, and an eight o'clock. I think. Degenerates unite. Yeah, it's a big degenerate baseball betting day for sure. Yeah, Bieber uh, Cole though. I, I said that before we started. I'm not a baseball guy, but Bieber Cole. I mean. If we get both of those guys in their A game, that's a good matchup. Are all three of us taking the Lakers to win the finals? Yeah, I'll pick the Heat because it'll be fun. If I, I, get it right. I heard Broussard talk about it this morning, and he said it would be LeBron's worst loss in the finals. It would pass Dallas in eleven if LeBron loses. You're talking about a five seed from the East with a top five player on LeBron's team already. It's not like he t- he Broussard said this. He's like, it's not like it took George Hill and Bums to the finals. He's got Anthony Davis. Yeah, look. Yeah. There's there's two things on the Heat thing. The positive part of the Heat is that like they're just a bunch of basketball players and like that's a thing. So that's something to watch out for. But the other side of that coin is now it's like a hot thing to say the Heat are going to win the finals. It's like a heat, it's like a little yeah. sneaky thing to LeBron say. LeBron is by far and away the best player in that series. It's not even. Oh, sure. It's not even. What people, what people were saying. Yeah. yeah, one and two is the Lakers, but then like three through seven is the yeah. Heat. Yeah, I know, but sure. LeBron is so far better than anyone else. That I, just, I don't know. I have a weird feeling Tyler Hero is going to be the best player in this series. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm Tyler joking. Hero, if LeBron wants, he's just a middle of the pack NBA guy. Just a middle he, of the pack NBA is. guy. Just yeah, a no, NBA guy. Just he carrying is. his team. Past just averaging Olympics. twenty points in the Eastern Conference Finals. Just a middle of the pack middle NBA pack guy. guy. Middle of the pack NBA guy. All right, so Ty Lou, last one. Lakers. I'm gonna say Lakers in six. Yeah, I got Lakers in five. Five. Gosh. All right. That's all we got for this episode, guys. Later. Go Astros. LeBron, Tops Chromes are cruising back up. Cruising back up. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode card talk is a 137 p.m podcast and a gallery media group original production